This is Ron Thurston, and we're in Asheville, North Carolina, with Leanna Mares and Corey Plott. Welcome to Retail in America. We are in Asheville, North Carolina today in a beautiful campground called Mama Gertie's. And for the first time, I have two guests together from Broad River Retail, one of the largest and fastest growing independently owned Ashley Home Store licensees throughout the Carolinas and Georgia. I connected with Charlie Maloof, their CEO, right as my tour was announced, and I knew I needed to meet him as his own retail pride shines through in every conversation. Charlie speaks with conviction that their sole purpose is furnishing life's best memories, and you will hear that clearly from these two guests. But before we get started, I want to thank the three important title sponsors fueling the Retail in America tour and this podcast. Spotify Advertising. Spotify has grown to over 420 million monthly unique registered users around the globe, over half of which are supported on the ad platform. Spotify advertising will help you reach and target your audience across devices, locations, and formats. Ubic, over 300 companies in 80 countries trust Ubic to drive their retail performance at scale, get real-time visibility into multi-location business execution, digitized task management, and consistent digital mobile learning for their teams. And KWI, KWI is the industry's only true turnkey omni-channel platform for specialty retailers. With over 35 years of experience, let KWI help you execute flawlessly with the features that matter most, including endless aisle, clienteling, mobile checkout, inventory management, e-commerce, and more. The links to learn more about all three of these great brands will be in the show notes and available at retailpride.com. All right, so let's get started. I would love to introduce you to two awe-inspiring retail heroes that I met today. They're both from Ashley Furniture of Broad River Retail right here in Asheville, and I spent time with them at their store today. Leanna Mara spent most of her life in Athens, Georgia, where she taught pre-K at the University of Georgia for 13 years. I think we're going to talk about accidental career here in a minute. She started her retail career in 2009 at the age of 39 and had never sold a thing before. We're going to hear about that. She said, it has changed my life. I love what I do. I know that to be true because I just watched her in her store. She was recently promoted to general manager of the Asheville location, having spent time in other roles with the company, including sales manager and retail performance manager. Corey Plott had always drawn and painted as a child to pass the time. The animals and landscapes of Western North Carolina had plenty of inspiration for him. After graduating from Haywood Community College with an associate in professional crafts, focusing on production pottery, Corey produced eight tons worth of wares annually and sold them at art shows and state fairs from Philadelphia to Miami. Again, we're going to talk about accidental careers. In 2019, he decided to pursue his passion for furniture and interiors by working at Ashley and Broad River and became a million-dollar memory maker at the Arden store, so welcome, Leanna and Corey, to Retail in America. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Yeah, me too. Thank me too. You. It's a pleasure. So we spent some time together at your store here in Asheville with your CEO, Charlie Maloof. Yes, sir. Yes. How was that experience today? Oh, it's just wonderful. Um, our CEO of Broad River Ashley is the most down-to-earth um, gentleman. He genuinely cares about his employees. He does. 
He doesn't consider himself, oh, well, I'm a CEO, so, you know, I'm going to stay in my office. He, it's complete opposite. Yeah. We're a family. That's what we are. We are a family. How did that feel for you, Corey? Uh, it's it's pretty neat. I've heard him speak, and, you know, you just don't feel like you're talking to a CEO. He, he is. He's just so down to earth about it. You no know, suit and tie. You know what I mean? Nothing like that. Right. I mean, just a person to person. So, I mean, that to me was uh, just indicator right there. I was like, wow, this is pretty different. This, this is not what I had in mind for the better. And he, so I mentioned in the intro, you're a million dollar memory maker. And he's very proud of the idea of how furnishing is creates the most important memories. And so how does that feel for you creating memories for your customers? Well, I think a lot of it is just creative solutions. It's important. I don't see it as a sales you know, job. I see it as a teaching opportunity, as a teaching gig. Because you're just teaching the public whenever they come in. Because there's so much to the product. And also, it's hard for people, especially since technology, it's hard for people to envision anything. You know what? Like you can't, it's hard for people to imagine stuff. Like how it looks in your home. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Colors. What colors your walls. All that good stuff. And just help them paint the picture. And that's kind of where my artist background comes in. That's why I like interiors. So you went from creating eight tons of pottery to selling a million dollars of furniture. Yeah, 1.5. Yeah, 1.5 million. 1.5, yeah, sorry. It was. <laughs> so, but it's, it's all through creative solutions and um, helping people quickly because that's what it was at shows, selling my pottery. Oh, well, what can I do with this? Oh, gosh, you could do this, 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 and this. I mean, yeah, it's a gravy boat, but you could put syrup in it too. And so it's the same thing for a living room. I mean, you could do the, all kind, You could do anything you want with it. So I'm just here to unlock that for you. Wow. How does kind of memory making play into your role, Leanna, as the GM of the store? You know, it, it's the same to me as it was when I was in sales. I get so much pleasure out of helping guests. I get so much pleasure at teaching the memory makers how to help their guests. It is so fulfilling to me. I get really excited for customers when they come in to buy their furniture that they need because they're excited about it. I mean, it's a big purchase for them. I am genuinely excited for them. And when my memory makers that work for me help them to find their solution, I mean, it to me, it, it, there's nothing more fulfilling. I, I am so fulfilled at what I do. I love my job. I absolutely mm -hmm. love it. <laughs> yeah. And proud to work in the industry. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, can tell. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm very proud. And I'll tell, I'll sing it from the mountaintop. I love what I do. <laughs> tell us about the cowbell. <laughs> so the cowbell we ring it every hour sometimes i do it every 30 minutes so you know if we have a memory maker that just got their first sale of the day or they helped a guest to get uh, their financing options i ring the bell for all of that i do i uh you know, I'm known as the cowbell queen of Broad River, Ashley. <laughs> and I, I, I carry that title very proudly. I took the Anderson location from pretty much the one of the worst in the company to number one in the company in four months. Wow. By just doing my job and taking, a, I take a lot of pride in what I do. I do. Mm. So, you know, I said, if I'm going to do this job, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And that was the result. Is there one piece of advice you would give to other general managers listening that say, you know, I'm in a store that's not performing. You take bottom performing to top performing in four months. What's one piece of advice you would give? I would give the advice if your company has a plan laid out on how they want their business modeled, you should get in alignment with that company and do it the way they're asking you to. Because I'm going to tell you, no company, especially a successful company, will give you a plan to follow that is going to cause you to fail. 
And that's exactly what I did to take my finance percentage from, you know, one of the lowest to number one in the company in a four month time. I I did exactly the plan that my CEO and the president, vice president of the company all laid out for me. And I did it exactly the way they said. Wow. And it works. Huh. No, they aren't going to set you up to fail. They want to set you yeah. up to succeed. And it actually then creates the opportunity for you to be a great trainer for others. So you don't, you're not trying to reinvent or this is how we do it in my store. Exactly. So this is how we do it as a, as a company. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's about being in alignment with the, the goals and aspirations that your company sets out there for you. And if, as long as you follow them, you're going to be successful. Yeah. And you clearly are. Thank sure, you. Sure. Yes, I, I want to be. I, I don't like to lose. <laughs> I like to win. Or ring that cowbell. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Makes you feel good. Yes. So in, we'll jump back to your careers. But in the spirit of retail in America, you're both, I guess I would say local, but not really. So how would you describe kind of retail in the community in this Part of the country. I mean, um, and that, that's how I found furniture. You know, it was because North Carolina is a furniture capital of this side of the country. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? You had Hickory, you had the railroad, you had the lumber, you had everything that they needed. So whenever they started that, and it's also uh, North Carolina is the pottery capital. Wow. So that's I said, a, okay, you know, so growing up here. your world. Yeah, it really was. So even from the mountains to the Piedmont and all that, that's fine. But to know that I live in such a great state, clearly it is because everybody's flooding in here. You know, so it's it's a beautiful place to be. And even growing up there, I could still realize it and understand it and embrace it. Yeah. So that's how I fell into furniture and to make that transition. I said, I always knew if I'm going to do something different, it's going to be furniture. Wow. Colors, interiors, and helping people. And describe your customer to us and kind of their, their relationship with, with you. Well, I mean, there's so many different ones. You got people coming here, whether it's even for Airbnb, they just want something. Um, and Ashley's is great for that. It's it's a great price point for something that's going to last you a long time. I mean, you're going to get no matter anything, best, better, good. You're going to get a lot of years out of it. And we've also got the locals, you know, that's got a family that needs something durable. So I'm going to show them the probably the darker colored one with the reversible cushions, you know, things like that. I mean, just <laughs> just ground level product knowledge to help people. If you think about your $1.5 million success last year, what's one piece of advice you would give people listening? It's all about the team. You know, it really is. It's all about your team and it's all about helping people, especially your crew, because, I mean, you just get objection after objection. Well, that's great and everything, but let's get a little creative here and see if we can get a solution to help these folks. So just help your team understand the product and then understand people, to feel people, to understand people. Mm -hmm. Is there a behavior that you do to understand people? So do you spend more time listening? Do you think about empathy? How does that play into your sales approach? Yeah, let it, let it be known that it's about them, that I'm just here for you. I'm just here to help you. Mm -hmm. I live here. I'm joking all the time. I got a 50,000 square foot fully furnished second home. You know what I mean? Because it's a store. <laughs> I live here. Trust me. I will find something for you. <laughs> and you're both smiling and having a great time while you do it. Yeah. I could see that. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Leanna, what are you most proud of now? So you've had a retail career for 13 years, right? You know, I'm just proud of, and I'm humbled that where I work now, They've put me on such this high pedestal and I'm thinking, I haven't really done anything, you know, but I guess I have and that they see and it is very humbling, but I'm just really proud of, to work for this company. I mean, 
I never in my wildest dreams imagined a year ago that I'd be was sitting here doing this podcast with you. I mean, because I was just a salesperson. I was still a new person in with the company. And, you know, they've just really taken me in and treated me so well. And just they lift me up. And that makes me feel good. I'm proud of what I do. And I'm proud of every single HFC that I have met. And what's an HFC? It's a home furnishings consultant. And that's what we call them, our memory makers. Mm-hmm. I'm just proud of all of them. Um, I don't see bad qualities in people. I see the good and I go with that and I run with that to keep building them, to grow them. Because mm-hmm. I've always been told ever since I can remember being in retail, it ha- I mean, even though it hasn't been that long, but be always be training your replacement. Always be training your replacement. Mm-hmm. So let's spend some time just talking about what inspires you. So who has been the most inspirational figure in your life? I am going to say it would have to be my dad. Uh, My dad, when he was alive, he was an electrical engineer, but he also invented things. He actually invented the bread slicer whenever he was young. He worked at Wonder Bread. They made him sign a waiver saying he could not patent it because it it, he worked for them. Oh wow! But it, my dad, I mean, he was he he always told me, Leanna, you can have whatever you want out of life because life is exactly what you make it. And he was exactly right. I wake up every single day just so thankful for the life I have. Um, happy to go to work. Happy just in in my life in general. Um, and I have. Every single thing that I've ever said I wanted, and it, and I just keep getting more. I mean, so it was my dad. He inspires me, and just everything in my life is, is exciting to me because I try to put the most positive, exciting things in my life. Mm-hmm. How do you translate that into your leadership style? If someone comes in, say they're having a bad day, because I'm always smiling. I tell them, you know, well, we made it here. We got up, we got ready, and we showed up. So we're going to ring a cowbell now. And they just start laughing, and and they will ring it. And I'll tell them, don't you feel better? And they're like, honestly, I do. And, I, you know, so with my leadership, I just try, try to make it fun. And, I mean, of course, we have our serious times, but I always try to make it fun because I think when you're at work, your team is going to go the way you go. And if I come in negative and in a bad mood, which I never do, even if I was in a negative mood, it stays out the door. Mm -hmm. So your team goes as you go. Mm -hmm. That's a quotable line. Your team goes as you go. Yeah. So we spent a couple of hours today with your CEO, Charlie Maloof. And so that idea of the team goes where he goes, he's leading this charge of innovation and leadership and memory makers. Absolutely. And as you see how his team goes. I mean, he has happy employees. I I know I'm a happy one. I just think that's how I lead my employees in the store. I have a very good friend named April Sobral who wrote a book called The Positive Effect. Yeah. Um, And she was a longtime retail leader for many incredible brands. She does coaching and training, but her idea is, you know, leadership should always be positive. doesn't mean that you're being silly, but positive intent is real. Absolutely it is. I I, uh, I have had so many people tell me uh, that are in other stores, other memory makers that have told me you have changed my life just by the way that I look at things because I, I just try to see the positive side of everything. Even if it is a negative situation, I always say, well, this is what it could be. I try to see the positive side of every single thing in my life 
And that's what I live by. I honestly do. It's great advice. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yes. And Corey, you're you're an artist at at heart. Yeah, really. And so that requires also a lot of inspiration. So yeah. who's been your biggest inspiration in your life? Definitely my wife, hands down. You know, I mean, she's been a stay at home mom for six years. She's wrangling those kids nonstop. I mean, it's a nonstop gig. You know, I clock out, but she's. I mean, she's never missed a beat this whole time. So that endurance, that positivity, that taking nothing and turning it into something. You know, as far as a day and just getting her inspiration ideas. I mean, I just really admire her. That's beautiful. Yeah. And how old are your kids? Six and four. So he's loving uh, kindergarten. He's having fun. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot of fun. I take him to school every day. He jumps out. He's running. He's ready to go. So, But I just admire her for not missing a beat because yeah. that's not easy. So, <laughs> What about when you were a kid? What inspired you to study pottery? Well, I'd always knew that I was going to do some kind of art. That's that's what I came out of the gate wanting to do. I wasn't particular what kind. So it was the end of the semester. My professor said, Corey, he said, it's the end of the semester. I don't care where you go, but you can't stay here. Go. Get out. <laughs> so I was the last one, so I had 12 mugs. And what I did was I had, I had a belt in the truck, an old belt, and I ran that belt through all those handles. And so I had this whole loop of mugs that I had, and I went downtown Waynesville, and I sold every single one of them for 20 bucks a piece in about an hour and a half. I got ran out of a couple stores. They're like, get out of here. You can't be selling stuff in my store. What are you doing? I was 18. You know what I mean? Made 500 bucks real quick. And I was like, okay, I'm in love. I'm sticking with pottery. I love it now. <laughs> so it's entrepreneurial side. Yeah. That's what drew me to it. Entrepreneurial side. Yeah, making it. That's great and everything. But time to put your selling hat on. But take your apron off, put your selling hat on, you know, mm. so, mm -hmm. yeah. And how would your customers describe the memories that you're inspiring them? How do your customers describe you? I try to start over with every guest, you know, so I try to give them the most authentic part of me that I can. I mean, maybe the last one was grumpy. He just wants a recliner right now today. Sure. You know what I mean? So everybody gets a fresh slate. Everybody gets a fresh part. How do you do that? Do you take a walk around the store? How do you reset yourself? So say you got a family coming in. They got a grown daughter. They got a grown son. They wouldn't even think about building their credit. They wouldn't even think about it. They're looking for a sofa. It's like, well, hey, let's take that ottoman off. Help your child build credit for the first time. It doesn't have to be a big ticket to build big credit. You know, mm. this is good. This is going to need. Then they're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even see this as an opportunity to stair step this because what are you going to do in three years? You ain't got no credit. You want your car? Start with this ottoman. So I try to just keep them in mind. Yeah, that that's actually really powerful because you said you're a teacher. You started this by saying you're a teacher every yeah. day. You're actually not teaching home decorating. No. You're teaching life skills. I mean, that's how it sounds to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you <laughs> talk about building credit <laughs> and kind of teaching what that means for others, that that's a really powerful part of your job. Thanks. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to kind of when you were a kid. You thought about your career in retail today. Yeah. What would you tell yourself when you were that kid? Uh, oh, gosh. I'd say, um, I'd say, okay, little Corey. All right. Try to understand some opportunity, okay, in areas that I never would have guessed. Even if you didn't plan on it or you didn't expect it or whatever, roll with it for a little while and see if you can kind of lift that rock up. Just like as a kid, you're lifting a rock up looking at salamanders. All right, where's the crawl dads at? You know, where are they? Do the same thing. Do the same thing, but keep an open mind and just understand opportunity where you might not even seen it. Mm. How about you, Leanna? 
Well, if I could go back and talk to my little kid self, I would tell her, Leanna, you don't need to wait uh, until you are 39 to get into retail. <laughs> if I would have known I was going to love it so much, I would have. that would have been my very first job I ever had. Um, I actually wanted to be a police officer, though. Mm. I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did. Oh. I, I actually graduated from the School of Private Investigation in, oh. yeah, in 2003. <laughs> Not a bad skill to have in retail exactly. as, a, as a general manager. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes it does come in handy. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to be a police officer, and I would have told myself, you know, you need to go into retail right when you graduate high school. I would have told myself that, and I, I tell a lot of young uh, people that I get as employees now, I'm like, I wish I knew I was good at sales when I was your age. I wish I did. I would be rich today. Mm-hmm. And they they just look at me and they get it. They get their eyes get big because they don't believe it. But then when they start getting their paychecks, they're like, "I see what you're talking about." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. been the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. Wow. And how did your teaching pre K influence? Working in retail. I think it, you know, there's not a lot of difference in it. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I was going with this. Yeah, because, you know, you think about it, you're managing a group of 20 children as a teacher, but, you know, like I have six employees now, and sometimes they don't always get along with one another. It's no different. You just have to redirect them into the direction of we're going to focus right back on our customers here. And, you know, I'll, let me handle the let me handle the bad parts. You guys just enjoy the good parts. So it's it's about the same. Ring the cowbell. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna ring a cowbell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. I love right. it. And to Leanna, you've worked for a few other retailers. We don't need to talk about them. Yeah. But when we think about the opportunities in retail experiences as managers, yes. what have you learned today versus? those years earlier in your retail career? I've just learned that, you know, when you have good leadership, like, like I have the most amazing bosses that support me, they teach me if I don't know, that makes the world a difference. I believe that if you treat your employees well, they are always going to look out for your, your best interest. They will. I mean, it's just, it's that simple. If you treat your employees well, they're going to look out for your bottom line. Every time. And when you've had that experience where you didn't have that, potentially, how did that make you feel? It made me feel unappreciated, undervalued. I just felt like I was just a number in Mm. a company. You know, do you even know my name? But where I'm at now, I know they know my name. Even I, I remember when I was a brand new hire, they told me, some of the older employees, they said, you know what, they're going to know your name before they even meet you. They have seen your picture. They know your biography. They know your name. And they were absolutely right. Mm. They take the time to learn about each and every employee in their company. Broad River does. And it's the most amazing company I have ever worked for. And I I plan on retiring with this company. Wow. And that starts with Charlie doing retail 101. Absolutely. And of course, he said he went in person. I'm not sure your experience. And mine was on a Zoom call. On Zoom. And it, it was amazing. It was amazing. I just thought, you know, this guy is down to earth and all the retail leadership, the senior retail leadership, they are all down to earth. They, mm-hmm. uh, they genuinely care. They want to know about you. It's not just, oh, okay, well, I'm going to train you about a sofa. It has nothing to do with that. It's I'm going to train you about, I'm going to let you know me, and I want to know you. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it boils down to. And they do want mm-hmm. to know you. Before you ever talk about a sofa. 
Exactly. I remember, you know, what was it? When Charlie was interviewing me, he still had my notes from my Retail 101. He said, you like gardening and cooking. And I said, (laughs) I do. I was so surprised that he still had those. And it means a lot because sometimes you don't know if you're just hearing, they just say things that you want to hear or if it's genuine. It's genuine. Mm -hmm. No, it's genuine. It is absolutely genuine. You can definitely tell. And kind of, Corey, tell us about your just retail pride now. How do you describe your career today to friends and family? Well, I explain, of course, it's sales and everything, but it's it's not just sales, it's furniture. I couldn't sell anything else. I don't care about cell phones. I don't care about cars. I drive a town and country. You know, I don't care about cars. I couldn't sell them. I might sell clothes, but it's furniture in particular. And not just furniture, but also Broad River. You know, because I was, I was fortunate where I was self-employed right out of the gate. I mean, I got out of high school, went to college, bam, ran my own little business. But then after talking to people and just stumbling into a good company, I just was really fortunate. Hmm. And I understood what community it was right off the bat. But after talking to other people at other furniture places, I'm like, oh, that's a little aggressive. It's a little tough. You know what I mean? I mean, dang, you know. So I was fortunate enough to where I could kind of live as much as you can vicariously through them. So I I lead that a lot whenever doing it with my family, you know, because my dad's like, oh, no, don't be a salesman. I'm like, Dad, it ain't being a salesman. It's a little bit different. Classic old school. You know, it's nothing like that. So just to paint a picture for my family for that, too. Right. That the title doesn't equate always no. to the responsibility or the no. revenue or your compensation. Mm-hmm. You know, they, the title is, is irrelevant. You're creating memories. Right. You're building right. an infrastructure of kind of economic wealth. Exactly. For yourself and for potentially even your customers. Yeah. You think about that's that true. from a credit standpoint. Oh, yeah. You know, totally. You, yeah. Same when people. you had mentioned earlier about kind of teaching people about credit and the yeah. positive impact. Right. And helping people, of course, just um, naturally is just going to help us in these times of inflation and everything. I mean, not everybody can support a family. You know what I mean? On one income, mm-hmm. that's hard to do. So I'm able to do that through this wonderful company that takes care of its people, knows your name. Yep, just like yeah, credits are credits do. That's for sure. Right. So let's wrap up this idea here. So I'll start with you, Corey. Kind of, what are you most excited about in the future of your career, of Broad River, of life? What well, are you most excited about? You're an excited guy in general. Yeah. You can tell. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited uh, most about being part of such a growing company. You know, I'm sure a lot of companies been around forever, and they really ain't growing, but this one is. So I'm excited to be on board. Great. Great. Thank you. Liana? I'm excited about, honestly, the unknown because, you know, anytime (laughs) I try to predict something, what's going to happen? I don't know. You know, I have no idea what Broad River has in store for me. I know it's a good thing, though. Whatever they they want to do with me, I know it will be in my best interest and it will be wonderful. So I'm just excited about the unknown, pretty much. I mean, you know, every time I think, well, this is it. It's the highest I'm going. No, nope, there, there's another door they wow. open for me, and it's it's usually very fast. And I, <laughs> so I'm just hanging on for the ride right now. But I, I would venture to say that they would say the same thing about you. That no matter what they give you, you will do the right thing. I will. In advance. You will. Always. And so they're doing the right thing for you. You're doing the right thing for them. Absolutely. And that's a winning formula. Absolutely. For success, which is why you've moved so quickly in the company. Yes. And they know that uh, I will work tirelessly for them because they are are so good to me. Mm -hmm. That's why they'll get that performance from me. Right. 
Thank you. Yes, You're sir. both such enormous assets to Broad River and Ashley Furniture and so honored that Charlie introduced us and said, these are the two people you need to meet. And so I'm really happy to be sitting here with you. Oh, it has been a, a really uh, amazing day meeting you guys, uh, getting your book. I can't wait to read it. I, I'm really excited about it. Great, great. Um, Thank you. But and I, I just, it's an honor to be on your podcast, and I was honored mm -hmm. to be asked. Great. Thank you for doing this. Thank you, Corey. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm humbled. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I said, me? <laughs> so I'm just so tickled to be here. Thank you. You are Thank so you welcome. Thank you. You are so welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Leanna and Corey, for being on the show today and representing Broad River Retail so beautifully. Pay your retail pride forward and subscribe, review, and then share this podcast with everyone you know that works in retail. And there are a lot of us. Go to retailpride.com and follow me on Instagram at retailpride to see all the details about the tour, other media links, and upcoming events. You can contact me directly to nominate a retail hero for this podcast, host a retail networking event in your city, or just say hello. Keep your retail pride strong, and I will see you on the road.